0: Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. My name is Neil Driscoll and I'm the founder of Above and Beyond Boating. I'm here today to talk to you about some boating myths that we're going to bust and help get you out on the water. So we've got five of them and we're going to dive straight in. Number one. I need to complete my boat's to-do list before we can leave. Well, anyone that owns a boat is familiar with having a to-do list. The important thing that I want you to get your head around today, though, is remembering that the list is never going to be done, just the fact that it's scheduled maintenance. Even if you're doing a really good job, there's always going to be things coming. So what you should ideally do is identify on one side things that need to be addressed just to make sure that the Boat is um, safe and you know good to go to sea or just even out in the harbour. But the other side is, if you are planning for a bigger trip, bit going to the Whit Sundays or out into the Pacific or just to Port Stevens in September, make sure that you are just clear on right. That needs to be done before then because then it's stopping me go going. But between times, just get out on the water and um, and be comfortable that some things will always be on the list and you can address them. Uh, when you when you get out there and get moving. The next one is, I'm not ready to head offshore. Well, particularly in Australia, this gets banded around, because everyone often gets sucked into thinking if they're leaving the harbour, they're heading offshore, because that is true. But then, as soon as we talk about going offshore, it, it suddenly leaps to doing voyages of hundreds of nautical miles overnight through wind, rain, hail, and shine. So, Just make sure that uh, you think about, right, what does offshore mean to me? And if that might be that you at the moment don't actually feel comfortable leaving the harbour, just try and set yourself up on days that the weather is good, you're comfortable with the forecast and who's on board, Uh, prepare before you head out and just make a day voyage, especially this time of year in winter in Sydney. You you don't have to go very far offshore to get some spectacular whale watching Um, and you can just head out on a beam reach for an hour or so, put a tack in, come back home and just gradually get used to working out um, your sea legs, where you would clip on and how you move around the boat in a seaway Um, but also gives you a chance to practice a little bit of coastal navigation and make sure that your storage is um, as appropriate as you thought it is down below because uh, you certainly wouldn't be the first person to have a coffee machine go crashing off the side when uh, when you head out to sea and realize that it gets a bit tippier out there. So um, start picking your voyages and, um, you know, make sure that then by the time you're heading out to sea, you're, you're feeling a bit more comfortable. Number three, I'm just going to make sure I'm not caught in heavy weather. Well, that sounds fantastic and, you know, I'd I can see where you're coming from but the the reality is that even with modern forecasting there will be times with um, you know spot thunderstorms or um, you know changing fronts that you will find occasionally that you'll be in adverse conditions uh, quicker and stronger than you're expecting Uh, and even the weather forecast in Australia says that uh, wind gusts may be up to 40% stronger than the averages given here and waves may be up to twice the height so that's quite a big change so just make sure that you, you start figuring out, okay, what do I do from being under, say, full main and full head if I need to get rid of my sails in a hurry? And just practice it. A, a really simple way is just if you're coming into a bay, for example, and you've had a sail, just pretend that you can see a front coming and have a go when you're organized at getting rid of the sails in a timely manner and then just take a few minutes to reflect on what you did and see if there's any areas for improvement. Number four. We need to buy blah before we go. And for blah, you just insert an expensive item that you don't really need or have space for. So we are often quite sad after a class if we find out that the first thing someone did was just go out and buy something. Because what we really want you to do, and it's why it's one of our key rules of ABB, is we really want you to use what you've got and understand what you have and make sure that even if you are going and buying things, that you have actually taken the time to go through what you already own and that you understand how to use it and you understand the limitations and therefore why you might need to upgrade um rather than just going and buying something else before you've really got your head around what you've what you've got and um and often you know waiting for something to be installed or delivered or set up or paid for um can be a barrier to just getting out there and getting on your adventures so Try and hold fire on the shopping and uh, get out on the water. And number five, one of my favourites. I'm not really practical. If something broke, I wouldn't know how to fix it. Well, look, I can tell you a lot of people that finish up reasonably practical start off with no idea where to start. My advice to you is to actually start off with something which we call interest-led learning, so an area of the boat that you're more interested in, be it the rigging, the sails, the engine... Uh, even the cleaning and polishing and just start learning a little bit more about that in manageable chunks you a, a great idea can be if you're getting a job done by a trade on the boat be it an engine service or a rig check um see if you can tier it up so you can be there when the trade comes talk to them in advance so that they know that you would like to be there so you can ask some questions and uh so that they can make sure they've allocated a bit of extra time to give you to answer the questions rather than just get in and get the job done Um, and just take it in manageable chunks we've um, only a couple of weeks ago had a great success with someone who uh, on their third boat had never used a toolkit in any way Uh, and we had them changing the fuel filter and uh, pulling out the impeller and checking the electrics and they actually spotted an issue that no one else had spotted, diagnosed it, gave a brief to us uh, and we had it all fixed in a couple of weeks, and and I think that's a good point to understand as well. It's even if you're not going to be the one fixing it, if it just allows you to give a better briefing, uh, then that's probably going to save you money and make your life a lot easier. So, once again, your five myths in summary: Number one, I need to complete my boat's to-do list before we can leave. Number two, I'm not ready to head offshore. Number three, I'm just going to make sure I'm not caught in heavy weather. Number four. We need to buy blah before we go. And number five, I'm not really practical. If something broke, I wouldn't know how to fix it. Now, thanks very much for listening today. Uh, If your interest is sparked and you're thinking that you would like to kind of explore busting these myths um, further, then our online skipper course is a a perfect resource to help take you to the next level with this. And the uh, link to that is going to be in the show notes for you. And um, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time.